This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Andy Dick has been arrested again. <laughs> Comedian, actor, had a pretty good thing going in the 1990s. Mm-hmm. But this is uh, like deja vu here. Yeah, he, he uh, has been having trouble with the law for a while now. Uh, Jim, if I said, guess why Andy Dick was arrested, what would you guess? Oh, I'm going to say he was on drugs and he was messing around with a sheep. <laughs> I, I don't know about the on drugs part. It's a good assumption, though, because he has been quite public about his addiction battle, right? Sometimes, sometimes it hasn't been his choice. It's been apparent. The last time he got arrested, or one of the last times, the last news story I saw about him getting arrested was there was a live stream. Him and uh, him and some other guys were doing some live stream thing online, and the fight broke out, and then the cops came, and he got arrested. Yeah, I think there might have been a knife brandished at some point, too. <laughs> he so. got arrested yeah. in the live stream, yeah. right? Uh, he's been charged with sexual battery. He, uh, in 2019, cops were after him for allegedly grabbing an Uber driver's genitals. So it's it's a laundry list here of reasons he has been arrested. This one hits close to home, though, for a lot of Taz and Jim listeners. Andy Dick has been arrested for felony burglary after allegedly stealing power tools. Whoa. He's that hard up? Is that not rock bottom? Yeah, I mean, no, the rock bottom would be stealing the power tools to cut off a catalytic converter. If he's under a car at midnight, that's bottom, but this is close. Yeah, after being in big Hollywood movies and TV shows, he's now stealing power tools. Oh, man. And we get calls from uh, tradespeople over the years, number of times, who say, guys, I don't know if you can help me out. I just went out to my truck and somebody broke in and stole all my tools and I can't go to work today. Yeah, it's the worst. But it's imagine wor- It's the worst because it's somebody who doesn't work hard in life, doesn't want to get a real job or can't get a real job, and they're targeting people who need these tools to go make an honest day's living. Mm-hmm. Now, nobody's making a livelihood. Now, we've heard of guys running out and confronting these guys while they're halfway through stealing their stuff. Imagine running outside, tackling a guy, and then realizing it's Andy Dick. <laughs> He's how's, like, hey! How real would that be? <laughs> hey, let me up. What are you doing? I've got to be on set in four hours. <laughs> Santa Barbara, California. Burglary at a uh, home under construction. They reportedly caught Dick fleeing the scene. <laughs> He attempted to steal several power tools out of the home's garage. The owner told police they don't know Andy Dick. They have no idea why he was in their house. They did not give him permission to enter the home. Yeah, the fact that it's completely random and yeah. it's, a, it's a celebrity from the 90s, totally bizarre. He's also 50, 60 years old. Like, how quick is his getaway? <laughs> Imagine him trying to run away. Like, this is just a mess all around. Andy Dick's in jail right now. His bond is set at $50,000. And remains unpaid. Yeah, I imagine he's burnt some bridges at this point. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim, we promised one of your uh, comedian pals we'd give him a call on the show. His name is Black Zeus. Let's see if we can get him on the line. Hello? Black Zeus. 
Yo, Jimmy! <laughs> Jimmy Taz here, buddy. What's going on? I'm doing good. Yourself? Good, good. Got a big oh, show coming you. up, eh? You guys sh- shooting your oh. first ever special? Oh, my man, I'm so excited. 11 years, it's been way too long in the making, but it's finally time, you know? This is great. So you're a comedian. Uh, you, you cut your chops in London and Hamilton, right? Yes, sir. Started in Hamilton 11 years ago. I, I, I don't remember the exact year anymore, but you can do the math. Now, we've never met Black Zeus. It's Taz here. Where does your name come from? Uh, I was born in Greece, but I am Ethiopian. Both my parents are Ethiopian, making me, uh, you know, a little bit of a unique find. I beat Giannis to Greece. <laughs> You're the original, there, the OG. Yeah, but there was no basketball courts, man. I was there first, <laughs> and they didn't have the courts set up, so I ended up doing comedy, and... When I started, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be a famous black Greek guy. This is going to be great. <laughs> they were just like, you're Greek? Question mark? <laughs> and then I have to prove it in various ways. I'm like, give me that plate right here. Watch this. Sopa! You know? <laughs> <laughs> but I really did think. I'm like, okay, you know what? I love my heritage. I'm going to play on that. I'm going to use this. I've been using the stage name Black Zeus from day one. So it's something that I was always uh, thinking about. But then Giannis won an NBA championship. I'm like, damn, you're the black Greek guy now. So what am I supposed to do? <laughs> People are going to think you ripped him off. Yeah. Exactly. Jumping yeah. on the coattails. Yo, you had a crazy moment. Adam Sandler was shooting some stuff in the area not too long ago, and he actually came to one of your shows? Yeah, dude, this guy dropped in. So let me, exp- let me, I have to give you a little bit of a setup right now because this is unexpected. One of his writers, I think, uh, I, well, he was working with him. I believe he's a writer. He's on the show. He's a comedian from L.A. So he's on the show at the Corner Comedy Club in Toronto, which is pretty much my home club. I'm there all the time. Check it out. It's an amazing club. Uh, I'm like 30 to 40 seconds away from going on stage, and his writer is after me. So I'm just waiting for my name to get called up, and I look at the corner of my eye, and I see this white guy walk in with basketball shorts. I'm like, that's like an Adam Sandler movie. And then I look, I turn my head, and it's Adam Sandler. Wow. I like that he just rocks the basketball shorts even in public. Like, I, I've seen him play around. But... Yeah, in, in terms of wardrobe, he is probably the most comfortable celebrity out there. Yeah. When you're worth 300 mil, you can wear whatever you want. Whatever you want. Dude, I, I don't know. It's almost like some mythical like genie stories around this guy. Because I heard that he was playing basketball with random people in the streets before he showed up to the comedy club. Yeah, and he's like, he's he's all over the place. He's shooting that bat mitzvah movie. Uh, in Ontario, and people, he's stopping in for lunch and pulling over and chatting with people on the side of the road. A lot of Sandler sightings lately. It was, uh, it was uh, actually, you're not wrong. There were a lot. A lot of the comics were starting to whisper that he was around, but you don't expect that he's going to show up right before you go up on stage. I reached for my water bottle, and my water was shaking. Like I'm like, <laughs> is this an audition for Adam? It felt like an audition in a, in a weird way. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're on but, stage. Adam Sandler's in the crowd. How do your eyes not keep going back to Adam Sandler to see if you're making him laugh? Did you make well, him laugh? The layout of the, cr- of the club was that he actually snuck in during the show, so the, the audience didn't really see him come in. Hmm. Just me and a couple of the comics, and he snuck over to the bar area. So I was able to just do my thing. And as soon as my name gets called, it, it's a really weird like switch that gets flicked. It doesn't really matter what's going on beforehand. When you hear your name get called, it's like, oh, it's go time. And I went up, the, the comics told me the entire time he didn't look at his phone or anything. I got a ton of belly laughs. This is the kicker, though. As soon as I got off stage, this guy, like, daps me. 
He's like, man, that was really great stuff. I really love your stuff. Don't stop. And then before he leaves, uh, he he yells out to me that he loves me. He's like, I love you, Zeus. Wow. Oh, so you dapped like, up? I love Z- you, Sandman. You dapped up Sandler? He da- man, he dapped me up. <laughs> he dapped that I got the blessing from the Sandman. Uh, that's amazing. So a Sandler-approved comedian recording his first special. Is there any way people, are you still selling tickets for this thing if they want to come check it out? 100%. Tickets are starting to go. Very grateful for that. You can go to akablackzeus.com. That's A-K-A-B-L-A-C-K-Z-E-U-S. Also akablackzeus on all social media. Saturday, November 19th, Zoetic Theater, Hamilton, Ontario. 300 seats. Bring your date. Bring your family. Bring all your friends. There's too many seats. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Taz and Jim just did Game of Palooza. Trivia master Jim Kelly asking the questions. And apparently uh, you had something in there that wasn't 100% factual, Jim. What was the question about the longest highway again? What's the world's longest highway? (laughs) (laughs) And it was the Pan American Highway, which I said went from the northern tip of North America to the uh, southern tip of South America. Right. You should have said, what was the answer to the question about the longest highway? (laughs) There you go. Um, Well, we've got Sean on the line. Hey, Sean. Hey, everybody. uh, You're saying that that's not 100% correct, that the Pan American Highway doesn't go all the way from Alaska down to the tip of South America. Yeah, we 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 traveled it from BC down to uh, down to south uh, southern part of Central America. Wanted to go all the way, but getting across the Darien Gap was such a pain that we didn't go any further than that. So where's that? Is that by Panama? Is that the Panama Canal, or what's that? Yeah, it's between uh, Panama and Colombia. But they would still call the South American section of the Pan American Highway the Pan American Highway. Am I wrong? or? Yeah, it's still called that, just not continuous. Just not. You have to take a cargo ship with your vehicle to get across the Darien mm. Gap. So let me get this straight. You drove from B.C. with the plan to get all the way down. You hit a little snag in your plan, and you just turn around and go home? It was a long trip to get down there. The roads get pretty ugly. Yeah. Were you there on bikes? There potholes so big. You think the 401's bad? There was potholes so big there was villages living inside those potholes. <laughs> were you on motorcycles or were you guys just cruising down with a we van? We took a 30-foot RV and there was potholes that were big enough to fit the RV in them. Sometimes <laughs> we had to decide, are we hitting the pothole on the right or the pothole on the left? And were you able to uh, get all the drugs delivered uh, in a timely manner with your buddy Heisenberg? I'm not saying anything that's going to incriminate myself. Yeah. So. Why else would you go right to the this border? This really and then sounds like a drug run. I went from <laughs> British Columbia as all soon the as way down to involved, Panama. We turned around, but then they were checking cars, so we turned around, went back home. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 senor. <laughs> Sean, have a great weekend, okay, pal. Cheers, guys. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. My kids, it's funny. You take them to a movie and they won't sit still. They're up and down. They act like they're they're not paying attention or interested in what's going on the screen at all. All they want is more popcorn and treats. Mm-hmm. But then uh, we got home. My wife said, hey, how was the movie, everybody? Oh, it was so great. And they start talking about the crocodile and the fun things he did. So mm-hmm. I guess they are paying attention to everything. <laughs>
<laughs> it's just a way to kill a couple hours, right? Truly, they're locked in there with you. <laughs> My wife said, I need some time tonight to get some stuff done. I said, Lyle, Lyle, crocodile it is. <laughs> New movies in theaters this weekend. Uh, you got The Rock in his big superhero film, Black Adam. Reviews on this one. Hmm. Not good. Yay. 44% on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics. I don't think there was anything from the crowd. Oh, 89% from the audience. You know, I I never trust the critics anymore. It's out. I've said this before, but the critics, I'm done. Well, also, I don't trust the audience when the movie just came out yesterday. Truly, truly, I don't. People, but- are, people are just saying this movie's great based on the trailer at this point. Really? Well, how many people well, have seen they, it? But don't they only open it up after it's released? At se- like, because why would they open the fan section up unless it's released in certain theaters? Yeah, I it don't was know. There. It was there last night while I was there. You could see it on the yeah. uh, on the Thursday. So people could have reviewed it overnight. Um, Rock, he's a charismatic guy. It looks like all the other DC movies where they're adequate. You know, if you're at home, if you're streaming this thing on a Sunday, you had a couple beers the night before and you don't want to think too much. Yeah. It kind of looks like that kind of movie. Yeah. Considering this is like their next big move, I'm surprised I really haven't heard more about it. I really haven't seen it advertised that much. Considering it's The Rock and DC, like... Every movie he's in is like, you see it everywhere, but this one's kind of flying under the radar for me. I did see yesterday on social media, they're really pushing the fact that audiences love Black Adam. Mm-hmm. And, and they do the thing, and it used to be like horror movies would do this, where they have a camera pointed at the crowd during the movie. Oh yeah, like during the Blair Witch. Yeah, and people are screaming and grabbing each other. It was that kind of ad, and stuff was blowing up, and people were oh, it's so great. <laughs> If you like superhero movies, you may enjoy The Rock and Black Adam. And then there's the uh, How Old Are We Getting movie, Ticket to Paradise, with George Clooney and Julia Roberts. What do you, what do you mean, how old are we getting? Uh, just, they're getting old. George, Julia still looks pretty young, I gotta say, but they George bo- is full gray. They're both good-looking people. Yeah, George yeah, no has doubt. been full gray since 1995. No, no, but this is, no, he was salt and pepper gray for like 20 years. This is white. This is full white hair. They pay, play uh, divorced parents whose daughter is getting married to a guy in another country, and they're not uh, pleased with it, so they're trying to break up the wedding a little bit. So they kind of reunite. They okay. kind of reunite. They team up for the, for mm. the greater good. I see. As ex-spouses. And hilarity ensues, <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> Reviews on that one? 56% from the critics. Uh-huh. 86% from the audience. Okay. There we go. The Don't o- trust the critics. The audiences are liking the new movies in theaters this weekend, even though they probably haven't seen them yet. Why don't you try and find another little jingle there instead of that? Peacock, it's really annoying, and I'm getting sick of listening to it. Get rid of that peacock. You want to see your peacock? I want to see your peacock. You want to see your peacock? I want to see your peacock. Let's take a look at sports here with Devin Peacock, our sports guy, Toronto Maple Leafs. 
They had a victory last night. They pulled out the win. It was a little uh, shaky at times. Uh, the Dallas Stars scored the first goal in this game, but the Toronto Maple Leafs scored the last goal in this game. This went to overtime, and it was Nick Robertson who had the big night for Toronto. He scored the game winner. He scored twice in this one. He did not start the year with the Leafs. He was down in the minors. That was more due to the salary cap and just trying to fit everyone in. But if he can be a big contributor this year, that is going to be massive for Toronto. Yeah, promising to hear about other guys and not Marner, Matthews, etc. scoring goals. That uh, just gives you another weapon on that team. Nick Robertson has been a guy that has been in the Leaf system for a while that fans have been waiting for him to make that leap to the NHL. He is top six uh, talent, and so if he can slide in beside John Tavares and William Nylander, the Leafs have two really nice top lines. He was also playing against Jason Robertson yesterday, his brother, and his mom was in the stands. She's wearing a Leafs jersey, a Dallas Stars hat. It's uh, the second time they've played each other, and it's always one of these situations where the parents are just trying to figure out, okay, well, how do I dress? (laughs) Who do I cheer for? What do I do? Well, in the NLCS uh, in Major League Baseball, there was a dad who had one of his sons pitching to his other son. We actually had history made in Game 2 of the NLCS for the first time ever in postseason history, we had one brother pitch to another brother in the NLCS. So Austin and Aaron Nola are facing one another in the NLCS. One place for the Phillies, one place for the Padres. Never before have we had one pitcher on the mound, another pitcher in the batter's box. Jim, it's pretty funny watching the dad trying to figure out what to do in the crowd when one son gets a hit off his pitcher brother. Yeah, he stands up, no <laughs> smile. He's kind of got his arms crossed, and then he's like playing with his mouth with his one hand. His wife looks like he's beside him, I, like she's beside him. I don't know what he's so worried about. No matter who loses, he wins. <laughs> yeah, like, even his wife should be well. high fiving. <laughs> what are you so worried about? And, and, and he has a jersey on top of another jersey, so he was wearing both jerseys. I think Robertson's mom had it right. If if your one kid is on the home team, you wear their jersey, and you wear the hat of the visiting son. Especially if you're sitting amongst the home fans, you can't be you know wearing the opposing team. No, gear. no, you do what the dad did. Who's ever leading on the scoreboard, you switch out. And <laughs> is that what he was doing? He's got the option. (laughs) This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Jim, you wanted to bring something up before we wrapped up the show here. Yeah, and we had Ryan with us, and I'm sure he can relate. Taz, I got to say, you are the creepiest phone caller, I think, of all time. Like, when you call people, like, you do it to me, and I, I thought you were just doing it to me, but I've noticed, like, over the years, you do it to almost everybody that you call. What? You, you never say hello. Like most people, the first thing you do, hi, hello, hey, it's Taz, whatever you, that's the first thing you say. You usually go, Jim, or Ryan, or get right into whatever you're going to ask. Are you seeing what I'm seeing? Like, I, I won't even know what you're calling. Do you need to say hello and identify yourself now? You, yes, it's common courtesy. But with cell like, you, phones. You'll call Ryan, you'll be like, he'll be like, hey, Taz, and you'll just be like, do this, and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, whoa. Well, now you're making me sound no, like no, a No, 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 no. You're not a jerk. Ryan, saying, uh, help me out here. Is that true? Does Taz I, ever say hello when he calls you? You know, may, maybe like two times out of the ten he says hello. <laughs> 
I'm not saying you're rude. You're just to the point. We're also, but when I'm calling it's Ryan, weird. it's different because we're pressed for time. True. You know, there's a song playing or there's commercials playing, and I got to tell him something quickly so we can resolve an issue. That's true. But that sometimes when we first started working together, you would call me at home and like it would be you know two in the afternoon, and then I would get a call from Taz, and I go, uh oh, did I screw up? You know, because usually I'd only get a call from you or the boss if something is going wrong. So you would call and I go, hello, and you'd be like, are you? I'm like, oh no, what I did? Going to the mall today? Jesus, <laughs> Tad, what are you doing? Like, do you like making people uncomfortable? I, I feel like you do it on I purpose. I don't do that. You 100 percent do it. I don't did, do no, that. You did it this morning. We call when we called comedian Black Zeus. You did. You 100 percent did that. That's what reminded me of it. Okay, let's see. Hello, Black Zeus. Yo, Jimmy! <laughs> you didn't even say Black Zeus! Like, good to see you. It's so creepy. Black Zeus. Like, you're confronting him. <laughs> I, I meant it as like a Black Zeus, you son of a gun. <laughs> this old rascal. Everybody's phone, like, if, if you're a contact of mine and I'm a contact of yours, when I call you, not only does my name pop up, but in a lot of cases, my face will pop up on your phone. Do I need to say, hello, it's Taz? My mom does it to me. She's like, hi, Chris. It's mom calling. And yeah. I'm like, yes, I know who it is, mom. My I mom said, I said, hi, too. mom. My mom will say, hi, it's mom, and then sign off dash mom every text. And then it comes in text from mom. But you do it to our listeners, too. If we're calling like a listener for a prize or something like that, where you have to get in touch with them, yeah. you never say hello. You always just go, Bill Johnson, or just get right into it. Or, oh my God, look who it is. Like, you never Why say Why waste time with pleasantries? <laughs> When you can get right into the meat and potatoes, Brad I say. Jim, boss Brad just said, you are right. Taz is the worst. <laughs> the worst? The worst phone caller. I'm the best phone well, caller because I'm not hey. wasting people's time with small talk. I'm and getting right into on that it. No, you never say goodbye either. It's a hang up. We were talking on the phone. <laughs> we were shooting the breeze about something funny the other day, and you just straight up hung up on me without saying goodbye. There was nothing left to be said. <laughs> I'm just I'm giving you the good stuff. All right, all Trimming right. the fat, they I'm just call saying, it in the I'm biz. I'm used to it. It's totally fine to me. I find it entertaining. <laughs> and, and I do say goodbye. I don't just end conversations abroad. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. British Prime Minister Liz Truss has stepped down after spending only 45 days in office. Now, to get a little insight as to what's going on, uh, we've got podcaster and our friend over in the UK, Ben Rigg, on the line. Ben, can you explain to us what is happening with your Prime Minister? I'm not entirely sure if I can. <laughs> uh, as I said before, I, I have a degree in politics, and I'm still not entirely sure if I can explain it. But there is footage of Liz Truss, so the Conservative Party are more right-wing. She was part of the Liberal Democrats, which are more left-wing, back in the day. Um, and she also mentioned that she didn't like the royals. And within 45 days, the queen's gone, the, cun- the country's gone, and the, uh, the, the economy's gone. So she's, I think she's like the Mancunian candidate, almost. Do you think Charles pressured uh, this move at all? King Charles? Uh, oh, you know what? I've never thought of it that way. Poss- possibly. I mean, Does he I really have any pull? Probably not, but... There might have been conversations somewhere, but it just went from one bad thing, one bad day to another bad day. So she's in office, as you say, it has 45 days. Ten of those were um, mourning the Queen. 
It seems like people, she, she famously, she showed up for the Queen's funeral and there was like TV broadcasters who didn't know who she was. They're like, ah, this is some yeah, lady here. Cool. I don't know who this is. And it's like, that's the Prime Minister of England. Oh, <laughs> during yeah, the live yeah. telecast. That's pretty much what, pretty much what happened. Um, the, Did the, the British again, people expect one. this? Because uh, the Daily Star, which is a publication over there, they they bought a head of lettuce from a Tesco grocery yeah. store. They put a blonde wig on it, and they wanted to see which would last longer: lettuce in a blonde wig before it withered and died, or Liz Truss as Prime Minister. And I'm looking at a picture of the lettuce with googly eyes on it, blonde wig, glass of champagne next to it because it, it's <laughs> celebrating. It lasted longer than Liz Truss. <laughs> I don't think people were expecting this. But when she announced him the chancellor, uh, the previous chancellor, um, who was in his job less than her, uh, announced the mini budget and it basically just tanked the pound, tanked interest rates, um, pensions were at risk at one point. It was like a pretty like it was it was almost like watching a mini version of that movie, The Big Short, where things just go very wrong very mm, quickly. Right. Um, and, what, and that's when the letters came about because people thought this isn't going to last. From someone who doesn't follow the Conservative Party, I'm on, on the on the other side of the fence. It's 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 it would be comical and lovely to watch if it wasn't so devastating for a lot of people. Right. Like, what do the people yeah, in England think about the fact that Liz Truss only was prime minister for 45 days, but since she was prime minister and she is now a former prime minister, she's entitled yeah. to a payout of a, around, I think, 115,000 pounds a year for the rest That's of right. her life? Um, I won't swear, basically. <laughs> the, um, the general feeling is that like that is a weird rule anyway to start with but so she, in this case it's even worse that's like when the lazy guy at work passes his three-month probation period and then hurts his back yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> quote unquote hurts his back and now he's getting paid for 10 years it's a, it's a nice little retirement pension <laughs> plan if you can get it yeah. you work 45 days yeah. and you're set for life oh my god are you brave enough to let me see your peacock Time for sports with Devin Peacock. Big Thursday nighter for the Arizona Cardinals. Holy moly. 42-34 final score for Arizona, and they really have Andy Dalton to thank for this. Now, Andy Dalton is the quarterback for the New Orleans uh, Saints, to be clear. He threw two pick sixes in the first half of this one. Really helped the Cardinals yeah. find their footing. They were uh, struggling at one point. Uh, Kyler Murray was in a screaming match with his head coach. Uh, you could look at the win and say, oh, this was a great night for Arizona. They won. They needed the win. It was their first win at home in eight games. But uh, this was not the smooth sailing victory victory might appear if you just look at the box score. Jeff, you said that uh, this would uh, this would be a good bet. Put your money on the Cardinals. Jim, did you listen to him? I didn't know. Loser. <laughs> 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 okay, well, let's see what else we got coming up this weekend. Do you have a peacock pee lock 
of the week? Well, I'm I'm really into the New York Giants this year. This is not exactly you know some sort of uh, savvy uh, observation at this point. They're five and one. They've surprised a lot of people. They're on the road. They're playing a Jacksonville team that's two and four. I think they could win this one outright. I like Jacksonville at the start of this season. I thought they could really surprise in their division. They've They're doing underperformed. Well. The Jaguars are two and four. So. They haven't done that well. Yeah, but they're getting points. They're getting points. I like the Giants. One team that could be kind of sneaky but also kind of risky is the Atlanta Falcons. They are visiting the uh, Cincinnati Bengals uh, this week. They are six-and-a-half-point underdogs. However, the Falcons, every week this year, have covered the spread. Mm. Now, can they keep that streak going on the road in Cincinnati? I don't know. But Call if, me convinced. <laughs> but maybe they could pull it out. They've, okay. they've had running and defense behind uh, their victories this year. Marcus Mariota passed 14 times last week. He made 13 completions. They are not relying on him to win those games. It's running, it's defense, and it's uh, not going too badly for the Falcons right now. For the survivor pool I'm in, I'm thinking of picking the Chargers over the Seahawks. Do you approve, Dev? You know, Geno Geno Smith has, uh, I think, surprised a lot of people with the Seahawks. I think the Chargers can and should win, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Seahawks pull that one out. Oh, boy. And your Buffalo Bills getting a rest this weekend. They're getting a rest. Uh, Josh Allen was in San Diego the other day to watch the Padres play the Phillies. He was hanging out with Trevor Hoffman. Uh, one of the uh, best closers of all time. Uh, nice to see Josh Allen getting some rest so he can come back uh, hot and ready next week. And before we wrap things up, big trade in the NFL yesterday. Yes, Christian McCaffrey going from Carolina to San Francisco. The 49ers gave up a second rounder, a third rounder, and a fourth rounder this year, and a fifth rounder next year. It's a massive haul for McCaffrey, especially when you consider he has been injured a lot the past couple of years. San Francisco has a lot of draft picks in their arsenal, which is why they can afford to give this up. But if he's healthy, if he's right, that is a massive addition for the San Francisco 49ers. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Liz Truss, Prime Minister of England. She stepped down after only 45 days. What is the shortest amount of time you worked at a job and why did you leave? Who's this? Justin. Justin, the shortest job you have ever held. Uh, two weeks at the YMCA. What were you doing? I was, uh, like handling a daycare. Oh boy. So you're actually working with the kids. Yeah. Yeah, I was. Okay. Well, I appreciate that with, with someone who has a child in daycare. If you're not into it, I don't want you around my kids. (laughs) Yeah. Fair enough. Was it just too much to handle? No, I actually got fired for (laughs) something completely unrelated. Like what? Time theft. Time theft. No, like Time- I, I wrote down the wrong hour that I didn't finish at. On so, purpose? Well, not really. Someone told me to do it, but yeah. <laughs> they set you up. Yeah, they kind of did. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Justin. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. Who's this? Dave. 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 The shortest job you ever held was. Uh, a couple hours. I went in for the orientation, and my old boss called me up with uh, more money. Perfect. What kind of work are you doing at that time? Uh, mill writing. 
And are you still at the place where the boss called you up and, and begged you to come back? No, I left there a long time ago. <laughs> okay, and he didn't call again? No. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Yeah. Some text messages coming in here, Jim. Steven Stratford says his shortest job was one shift. I worked as a chicken catcher. Self-explanatory why I quit. <laughs> Didn't even ask them to pay me. I just chalked it up to a learning experience. <laughs> <laughs> Never coming back. Uh, what else we got here? 45 minutes. I couldn't do it. My supervisor was just a very evil woman. You got to trust your gut. You got to be pretty evil to know in 45 minutes that they're evil. <laughs> yeah. Got to trust your gut, though. Uh, Taz and Jim, I got a job driving transport years ago. Went into the truck for the first time that they gave me to use. Opened the curtain to the bunk. There was a good dozen trucker bombs still in there, in brackets, pee jugs. <laughs> went to my car, just went home. Oh, that's disgusting. That's, that's gross. But I mean, if the Gatorade bottles are sealed on the trucker bombs, <laughs> is it that bad? It's etiquette. True. And if that's when it- your shift ends, you you clean out your your pee bottle. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think French fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.